first of all, if you're in a group practice mentality, then you already know that it's going to take a little bit of legwork, right? It's going to be a little bit more harder than trying to simply say, let me just delegate this outside to an external company who's just going to post stuff. You can totally do that if you're able to. If you have 100 offices, then you're going to need, if you're doing one social media person per every four, you need 25 social media people. What's the best way to prepare for that? What, like, how would you, if you had to do that job, like, how would you prepare to make sure that you were making best use of your time? I mean, that is my job. So I train team members to do this. So one of the ways that I, um, I kind of do that is one, I give them what content we need. So it's easy. They don't have to think about it, right? So I would say things like, we need a photo of a doctor with a patient. We need a photo of a team member, um, you know, with another team member. And this are just, you know, I'm just throwing out examples at you. Yeah. We need a reel of a patient walking to the practice and sitting down in the chair. Or here's a trend. Here's an example of the current trend happening right now. We need you to replicate this trend inside your practice. Welcome back to another episode of The Dental Marketing Goat. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. But one of the things that's really hard about growing your marketing or scaling your marketing is social media, especially when you have multiple different brands and trying to manage all of it. It just really becomes this massive burden. And today I have Manal, who is a best-selling author, marketing strategist, social media coach, dental hygienist, founder of Marketingologist, CE on the Beach, co-founder of the Pediatric Dental Marketing Course and Pediatric Dental Growth Summit. She is a true dental marketer. And today she's going to be breaking down how to create USG, user-generated content for your offices. And it takes the burden off of your team and moves it on the end users or the people that you're partnering with. She's going to give you the whole strategy and break it down for you. I'm really excited for you to hear this today because I think it'll really help you level up your dental marketing. Stay tuned. All right, we are live. And you know what? I really love my job. I always say I get to do awesome things. And the reason I say that is because I get to talk to awesome people. And today, um, we get the privilege to talk to somebody who really understands dental marketing. And there's not a lot of people like this out there. So I am so stoked to talk through something that is a big roadblock for, for groups out there, dental groups specifically on social media. How do you scale social media? And when you have, you know, when you have one location or two locations, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard, but it's not that hard. Right. But when you get to like 10, 20, 30 locations, they all have different brands, different doctors, different wants. How do you manage that without putting tons and tons of bodies at it? So I, I would love to get your thoughts on that. Like, how do you break that down? How do you think through that and solve that tough problem? Oh, so much. Um, first of all, if you're in a group practice mentality, then you already know that it's going to take a little bit of legwork, right? It's going to be a little bit more harder than trying to simply say, let me just delegate this outside to an external company who's just going to post stuff. You can totally do that if you're able to. Um, you know, we have in our industry many awesome companies and different ones like that who do that for you as well. I don't do that, but I know that people do that as well. But what I have found to be ultra like amazing and successful is to have a system. And the system pretty much what I have found is that if you have, let's say you have, I'm going to give you a map. So for four locations, you need one person. And this is for social media. 
Now, what that means is that this one person is a team member who is, uh, for example, on a weekly basis, going to a practice each week. So let's say you have four locations. Now, they're going to those four locations each week. One week a month is fine, too. You don't need to go every week. One week a week is fine, too. But you go there you know, one day a month, four locations, so four days you're out of practice, and you go in and you gather all the content that you need. And now that person is then responsible for scheduling everything out, which is, again, very easy to do. You could do Meta Business Suite. Awesome and easy. And schedule everything out. Now, that's one way of managing it. But I'm giving you kind of a math with it where it is one person for locations yeah. because they do need to go to the practices and gather content. Even if you're working with a outside company, you've delegated the task to an outside company to schedule things out. The first thing they're going to ask is, give us your content. Because yeah. as we know, you have to be social on social media. Like random stuff is not going to work. So if somebody's still going to go and capture those videos and photos, make those TikToks and reels, it simply makes sense to then just use like Meta Business Suite, which is free from Facebook and Instagram to directly schedule. LinkedIn, use direct LinkedIn to schedule your yeah. post, right? TikTok is a little bit harder, but you could still do it on TikTok too. So you are able to create that content, but be realistic on how you're planning it. And don't give it to one person. Let's say you have 12 locations and you're like, okay, this is your job. 12 locations. You are a social media person. Awesome. You can do that. But then also expect them that they're going to be, once again, taking 12 days out, one yeah. day location from the month to capture that content. So just be realistic on how you're going about it. But regularly, once a month, they need to spend one full day in that practice. And that one full day is going to be the content for the entire month. Hey, sorry to interrupt the show, but I got something that's gonna bring a lot of value to you. This segment is called Ask Gary, and this is where we answer your questions live on the podcast. So if you have a question about marketing, email it in to askgary at smcnational.com or leave a comment or DM us on social media and we'll get these questions answered. Today's question comes from Jackie, and Jackie wants to know what can we do to boost our marketing in Q4 and especially at the end of the year. The end of the year is really hard in dental because you basically lose about two, two and a half weeks with Thanksgiving and Christmas, and people just aren't thinking about going to the dentist. It's not something that people want to do. And so there's a couple things that you can do. Number one, and probably the biggest, is you can do an end of year uh, use it or lose it benefits. And that works really well. You want to email, you want to text that out, you want to get that back in front of your patient base. And a lot of people are going to come in and just want to use their benefits. So that's huge. The other thing that you can do is you can do an Invisalign push or a clear liner push. At the end of the year, you really want to push this towards Christmas. If Hey, do your kids want to get straight teeth or does your wife or your girlfriend want to get straight teeth? And you can help them gift that up as a gift card and you can do a big push at the end of the year. That's really big. And the other thing you can do is you can get outstanding treatment. So you can go into your PMS, pull any treatment that is over a couple thousand dollars that hasn't been accepted yet. And then you can actually market to those patients, call them, email them, text them, and let them know that you're doing a training session at the end of the year and that you are going to give them 25% off any open treatment that they have and over a certain dollar amount, and you can get a lot of people coming in at the end of the year, and that will help keep your numbers up. Okay, I have some questions about uh, planning yeah. that one day too, but before we go to that, I wanna just break this down math-wise. So if you have 100 offices, then you're gonna need, if you're doing one social media person per every four, you need 25 social media people. Now, 
as you know, it's crazy. Like I watch, I watch these seminars, right? So this, someone's up there and they're like, I got 600 offices. We have 1200 doctors. We have, you know, we're going to do a billion in revenue. We're going to, we have this many team members and we have our marketing team, three people. (laughs) It's like, oh man, how, so, so it's, that's probably not a scalable model for the dental industry as it stands right now. Do you have any workarounds on that? Like, is there any way to like work directly with the office that you've seen work or like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I do think that one of the workarounds around it again, if you are, let's just say that you have three team members and you have hundred practices, you have to delegate a lot, uh, you know, off the stuff that you think those three members can manage just because marketing for depending on also if you're locations are nationwide. If there are, yeah. your locations are in a specific area in the country, perhaps you have all the 100 locations in the East Coast tri-state, or maybe you have all the 100 locations in California, or depending on where they are too, right? That creates a little bit of an issue where if your locations are all over the US, how are those three team members going to continue to work with all over the US? So that means that if you have three marketing team members, you need to have somebody else, those locations who perhaps has a weekly meeting with those three team members. So you still have to delegate that out. But perhaps let's say that you have the OM who's usually pretty busy or somebody yeah. in the practice whose job it is. They pretty much now have a job of being a content manager. And on a weekly basis, the content manager is meeting with this three, which I would call an executive marketing team that you have for your 100 location, is meeting with them and still feeding them the content or is still giving them the information. Now, you can obviously create, there's so many, you know, tech is up there, guys. You could go as easy as creating a Google Drive folder that is shared with everybody and have all the content uploaded to that. And then the team takes that over. You could use so many different, uh, you know, you could use Monday or Trello or Slack or Asana, or there's so many ways. There's Tech is there. Tech is not the problem. Yeah. The problem is who is going to be the content manager who's going to be its job? So even if you have three people who are doing your marketing, depending on where your locations are, in the location itself, you need to have somebody who has a to-do list, an exact to-do list. Like we need to have, we need you to take two photos and three videos this week. And this is what we need you to do. And they literally have to do that and take all that content and upload that into whatever media folder you have. And now the team has access to that. Trust me when I say that the hardest part in social media is content. 100%. It's not the writing. It's not the scheduling. It's none of that. It's the content. Yeah. So somebody has you can to outsource because you can outsource the writing. You can outsource. Really? You can even go overseas for posting. I know that causes trouble yeah. with algorithms sometimes and stuff. But you can go get. You can get all that stuff done for relatively cheap, even at scale. But the creation of the content is really hard because you can't just go hire someone to make you original content because they're not dentists. They don't. They're not in your office. So yeah, that that is the tricky part. So on that note. What, how, so everybody's busy at a dental office. We already know that, right? Like mm-hmm. every dental office, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Everybody's busy. How do we make the best? If I'm going to go and go to that office and try to get them to shoot content that day with me, or I'm getting on a Zoom call and I'm trying to plan mm-hmm. and help them create content, mm-hmm. what's the best way to prepare for that? What, like, how would you, if you had to do that job, like, how would you prepare to make sure that you were making best use of your time? I mean, that is my job. So I train team members to do this. So one of the ways that I um, I kind of do that is one, I give them what content we need. So it's easy. They don't have to think about it, right? So I would say things like, we need a photo of a doctor with a patient. 
we had a photo of a team member, um, you know, with another team member. And these are just, you know, I'm just throwing out examples at you. Yeah. We need a reel of a patient walking into the practice and sitting down in the chair. Or here's a trend. Here's an example of the current trend happening right now. We need you to replicate this trend inside your practice. So it's very specific examples of what needs to be done. And then what I do is take a step back and I say, okay, let's look at your schedule. So look at your schedule. And let's say we have to take three photos and two videos this week. For those three photos, let's look at your schedule. Who are the patients coming in that would be great for those three photos? We have to take those two videos. Who are the team members coming in this week that would be great for those two videos? Perfect. Now let's again add another step to it and say, when can we shoot this? When can we take that photo and who's going to do it? So again, it's a delegation system that's broken down with each point. So now it doesn't become, oh, no, we, we just, I know you told me to take a photo with a patient, but we didn't have any patients coming in. And Gary, between you and I, and I'm going to be very conservative here, let's say a dental practice is open five days a week. Okay. And let's just, I'm going to be, again, super conservative. And let's say that you're only seeing 10 patients a day. That's 50 patients coming to your practice the whole week. Can you take four photos out of the 50 patients? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you totally yeah. can, right? But it's just that you need, it's just the same, same thing as like a dental assistant. Like when you're training dental assistants, they actually get a whole chart made up of how the tray setup should be. So there are photos of this. So they know exactly where it needs to go, what, how it needs to be. We do the same thing, but replicated in marketing. Give them exactly what needs to be done, show them examples of it, and have them go at it. So now you have the content that you need. And then, like I said, scheduling is easy. All that stuff is easy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, any other thoughts to kind of stay ahead on your social media? Because I know I I get the feeling that people feel like it's just this, like this hamster wheel that they get stuck on, right? So any other tips or tricks or services, whether it's working with you or someone else or whatever it is to like stay on top of this social media stuff? So one of the things that I have a lot of my clients implement is uh, USG strategy, so user-generated content mm. strategy. And I'm a huge, huge fan of that because that means you have to create less content. Uh, your patients are creating content for you, and they're sharing it on their own pages. And now you're the hero, right? You get all this awesome content coming in every week, and you're just resharing it from your patients' content, and you're getting in front of their family and friends. So a user-generated a content strategy is pretty much where other people are creating content for you. Now, you can go about it three different ways. The first way is very easy, where you create internal contests and you make it easy for your patients to take photos and videos at your practice. Perhaps you have a mural at your practice. Perhaps you have an awesome like backdrop. There has to be something that is naturally an artwork that we take photos with. Like when we go to a restaurant and there's this awesome mural, we just go and take photo there. Nobody yeah. tells us to do it, but we do it anyway because it's awesome and it's cool, right? So you first have to create an environment of let's take photos there, and that's easy to do. That's the easiest way where they are doing it. You create into a contest. Now they're sharing content, and now they're tagging you, and you get all that content, and you get in so front like of their family. So like a contest would be like tag tag our office, and we're going to give yeah. you free whitening or whatever. Yeah, you're, you're going to do a raffle to win an iPad or whatever, right? right? Like you create it so that they are sharing all this content on their own pages, which is the easiest one. The second content, user content strategy, is working with micro-influencers in your area. So you probably have micro-influencers in your area who have a great uh, following themselves, and you could reach out to them and say, hey, we would love to work with you. Share us your media kit. How much do you charge? What can we do here? So now you're getting in front of, they will come to your practice, create some content for you. They will share it on their pages, right? 
And that's define, the second way of define doing micro, it. Define micro uh, influencer for us. So micro is somebody who has like less than, let's say like 5,000 followers. Like they don't need to be huge following. Like um, an influencer otherwise, it's somebody who has tens of thousands of followers. Now, an FYI to everybody, you can buy followers, guys. So don't just look at somebody's profile and be like, oh my God, look at how many followers you yeah. have. Just don't. Click on their actual followers and see if they are legitimate people and scroll down. Like one of, I will get you on a weekly basis. I get a dental practice saying, you know, I want to get 20,000 followers. And then they will show me somebody who has it. And I'm like, let's click on their followers. Yeah. And then we do it. And they're like, oh, these are all, seems like bots or like weird yeah. international or, scam or they post like, Or they post a picture and nobody likes it. They have 10,000 followers, but no one interacts with their content. Right. So that's, you know, you want to avoid those. You don't want to work with that. I, I remove followers daily. Like I have people who follow me and my team gets so mad at me for that because they're like, oh my God, what are you doing? And I'm like, not an ideal. You know, they don't belong on my profile. I'm not going to be able to help them. Let's just not even pretend like we're going to waste time here. So we <laughs> kind of do that always. So I remove followers and don't, I'm not saying to remove followers, but a micro influencer is somebody who has less followers than you would think, but they have a high engagement. And they also have, uh, they, you want it to be in your local town. So they also know everybody in the local town. So uh -huh. that's the second way. So the first way is the patient. The second way is a micro-influencer. And then the third way is creating cross-marketing with other popular businesses in your area. So perhaps there's an awesome restaurant that is like down the road from you and they have ideal, your customers, you know, go there, the patients come to you. There's a very popular place. Go to them, create a cross-marketing kind of a strategy where you take over their stories. They take over your stories. Perhaps you, you know, help them and buy their free muffins or something for your practice or create something that's a social media campaign with that. So three different ways where you could do user-generated content strategies. And I love those because you're involving other people around it. You're getting people excited with it. Everybody else is sharing for you, which is the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, and that creates a you amazing word of mouth. Then you just sharing about yourself. Yeah, I, I love that. Those are all great ideas. And the best, I think the best thing too is like, on all three of those examples, you're dealing with local people too, because you know, and I know I've talked to like dental influencers, right. That have millions of followers. And then I'll ask them, how many new patients a month are you getting from that? And they're like 20. And I'm just like, that's so much work for 20 new patients, right? Like it would be so much cheaper to run ads or SEO or something like that. But, but what you're describing, you're getting a lot of impact on local people who can actually buy your services, which is key. Mm -hmm. I love that. What, um, um, any other, any other thoughts on, uh, different ways to like, so, so those were all great ideas. I love that. But any other ideas on how to like, so let's say I, I know what a lot of people are thinking right now. I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I just don't want to do this. I don't have the team. I don't have the budget. This is like the lowest thing that they're telling us that we can spend money on right now. How do I work with like someone like yourself or someone else out there? If you, whether it's social media or something else, like, what are your thoughts on um, hiring other people to do this kind of work? So, you know, for me, I am a social media coach. I'm a marketing strategist and a social media coach. So my thing is I come in as a coach. It's all virtual. And I work with your team or whoever you have it there who's going to be able to manage some of this with you. Funny enough, I will tell you that um, it's a 50-50. I'm surprised how many doctors are super excited about it. Like they would reach out to me and they're like, yeah, but no, I want you to train my team, but I want you to train me too. And like they get Brilliant. into it. And like, I'll give you an example of somebody, um, senior, senior doctor, you know, and uh, his wife hired me, who was a, who was an OM, 
of the practice. And the first time I met him, like, he's like, I'm never doing this. Like, this is stupid. I don't believe in social media. Like, you know, he comes from the generation where marketing didn't exist for the yeah. practices, for the <laughs> simple fact that his wife even brought me in. Like, he was totally like, nope, not doing this. Gary, I have to call him now and be like, stop doing videos every day. Stop it. You're going online too much. I can't have you do this much content every day. You're losing people. Like, what are you doing? He got so into it once he saw how easy it was. Because I'm not, I'm not the person who tells you to wear a pink tutu and dance around. If you want to do it, more power to you, man. Do it. That's awesome. You're going to get a lot of followers through that. But I'm the kind of person who wants to share what is, is about your practice that's amazing. Um, and how does your practice help others? And let's talk about the services. Let's talk about what it is that you want to market. Now let's create a strategy around it so that the content that you're sharing is more relevant to conversions. So my thing as a coach coming in is all about content conversions and things like that. And funny enough, um, majority of my clientele is seniors and they're awesome to work with because they have a lot of senior population that comes to them and they are totally into it because the videos that they share are just brilliant. You know, they are so kind. These are the patients who bring you cookies and don't know, they write you a love letter when they write you a review because they've been coming to you for so long. They show up on time. They also have the money to pay for those treatments. These are the people who are coming in and being on video with you and sharing. Um, and it's creating this amazing environment of other people who want to come with you. So it just depends on where you are on your journey and how you're going to go about it. But if you feel like this is not for me, I don't want to do it. And But you still feel like you, it's something as a part of your marketing strategy, you could hire somebody inside your practice, get a college grad, get a high school kid, get your niece or your nephew or your team members, whoever, right? There's somebody there within your community who loves to do social. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely get them. And there are people like me who train them and they can manage it for you and they could take care of it. So I was a brand ambassador. That's how I started my career in dentistry was I was a marketing strategist, but a brand ambassador for this practice. And it was my job to do all the videos and stuff. And that's what I did. Uh, and this is where I am today. So you could totally do things like that. That's awesome. If someone wants to get in touch with you, how? what's the best way to contact you? Um, just you could go to manalsampad.com and manalsampad.com. That's my website. But really shoot me a DM. <laughs> go to my Instagram or go to my Facebook. Shoot me a DM. You know, I am very active on social media myself. So it's a much quicker way to get to me than even my website. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing all this great content, these great ideas. And um, I really look forward to uh, doing this again in the future with you. Thank you so much. 